0: Acoustics might be slightly different today, as I'm actually sitting in our bedroom, um, because now I'm in our shared office downstairs. So I didn't want to be where the noise was.
1: Oh, ooh, right. So well, maybe it's more kind of dampened in your bedroom with all the soft furnishings that you probably have. All of the all of the plush fabrics. I'm imagining. (laughs) I'm imagining that you're a that you're a cushion collector.
0: Not really, no.
1: You don't, um, you don't crochet cushion covers.
0: <laughs> God, could you imagine? No, that's not really my thing.
1: What do you call that craft where you stitch together squares of knitting?
0: Like into patchwork.
1: Patchwork. I can imagine <laughs> you being a, a patchwork princess.
0: I am sitting there with all, all my patchwork. No, no, that's right. Really, I, I, I do the odd bit of sewing, but it's usually. Practical things like sewing things back together and normally not very well. I actually, I did reupholster my, uh, office chair by hand. Like I put a nice yellow cover on it to brighten it up a bit. Wow. But that was by hand. I didn't use a machine and so it took ages and it's kind of, you know, like how, you know, how it looks when someone stitches skin together. Um, like it's really, well, you know how it's like all like, Crumpled round the edges and puckered. all the. It's, yeah, puckered around the edges and the stitches are all crossing over. I'm not a, a neat and tidy stitcher, really.
1: <laughs> yeah, just remind me never to ask you to stitch up a wound.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be the person to go to for that.
1: <laughs> I've got a question, though, a serious question.
0: What is your serious question?
1: <laughs> you can tell it's not actually going to be really serious, <laughs> no. can't you? What the hell is it with brioche buns? What's the fascination with brioche buns, Laura Calback?
0: They're ever so soft.
1: I keep seeing <laughs> adverts for all different kinds of food on the TV, and everything is on a brioche bun.
0: Oh, you should... Aral gets really riled up if he goes and has a burger and it doesn't have a brioche bun. <laughs> he does like a good brioche bun.
1: How was I to know? I could just have guessed <laughs> that... <laughs> That brioche buns would be a thing in Brighton. I mean, it's just they're just obviously fashionable, fashionable brioche buns.
0: Yeah, I mean, I quite like. I like a brown bun. I like a bit of seeds in in my buns, and so. <laughs> 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 yeah, you might have to cut that bit out. <laughs> last,
1: it couldn't be worse than Ashley's little slip up last week.
0: Oh yeah, that I did hear that one. That was pretty good.
1: That was hysterical. No, last year it was Panini's. Everybody was into Panini's. Actually, um, have you noticed? No one has focaccia anymore. It's just like gone. It's so out of fashion. If you want, if you ask for focaccia, you're like, so last year.
0: Oh, they got focaccia up the road from us. We didn't oh. have Panini's. Panini's wasn't a thing here it's, that I'm aware of. But Brighton's really trendy.
1: Everything is on a brioche in Brighton. You can just imagine, you're coming like down the A, what is it, 23 or whatever it is, to Brighton. <laughs> is it the 23?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Whoa!
1: I've only ever driven it once and I can still remember. It's imprinted on my memory. You just try and you think, I'm a bit peckish. I think I'll stop at the, like the butty van for, you know, a big bad boy breakfast bap. Something like that. That's what I would do. Big bad boy breakfast bap.
0: Well, Every- you'd probably you'd probably end up with something that was vegan <laughs> if it was down here.
1: <laughs> everything on it. I'd want fried egg, sausage, bacon. You don't put beans in a BAP, obviously. No. Um, sometimes you get onions in a big bad boy breakfast BAP. But you're coming into Brian, it's going to be on a brioche. Would you like that on white or brioche, they'd say? <laughs> and-
0: it, no, it, there would be some sort of fancy multi-grain thing oh and a gluten-free version as well
1: what would be the point in having a big bad boy breakfast bap gluten-free that's like shutting the door after the horse has bolted
0: Mm, yeah i guess if you're avoiding carbs and wanted to go all protein
1: (laughs) oh atkins bun
0: yeah (laughs) that sounds amazing
1: (laughs) yeah no i've just been wondering about brioche they just you know i suppose it's the bread trend
0: Yeah, I think it's brioche slightly sweeter as well. Well, yes,
1: it's, yeah, I think, and Sue was only saying this earlier on, that brioche is really not for savoury. Brioche is much more for your sweet. You know, you want it with a little bit of jam and a little bit of butter. That's what you do with brioche.
0: Yeah, I always think of chocolate chip brioche. That's really tasty.
1: Aren't they pan de chocolat?
0: No, no, like brioche with like little chocolate chips in it. They're The ones you can get in the supermarket.
1: This Thank is a you. fabulously fascinating podcast, isn't it? We're five and a half minutes <laughs> you know in and all we've talked about is bread.
0: And I had exactly the same problem. I was listening to you and Ashley, I think it was yesterday or the day before yesterday. I was walking along on my dog walk, listening to you two chatting, listing cakes. <coughs> and I'm trying to be healthy at the moment. And I came back and I said to Joe, who works, works here as well, I was like, Joe, I've got to have a cake. I've just been listening to Ashley and Andy going on about cake and biscuits (laughs) the last half hour. This is the hunger-making podcast.
1: I think that that could be our new tagline. (laughs) Never mind, you know, having unfinished business. It'd be like having a bap. Yeah. Of course, you don't call them baps, don't you? A bun. Down south, buns. You don't have have any scran, do you? What
0: on earth is scran?
1: What do you have for your snap?
0: What's
1: this, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when, when we, when Sue first moved to Nottingham and, uh, she got a job, uh, in one of the medical centers nearby and, uh, she came from the South, you know, she came from Suffolk. So she'd never lived in the Midlands before. And one of the first things that the ladies she worked with asked her was, you know, what do you bring for your snap? Well, she's like, you pack lunch. That's what you call your pack lunch in Nottingham.
0: I've mm. never heard that before.
1: Mm. I'd like listeners to tweet in. This is an interactive show, kids. I'd like <laughs> listeners to tweet in with what do you call your pack lunch where you live?
0: I think I would have always just called it pack lunch.
1: Well, that's because you're from the south. Yeah. Up north, it's much more colourful.
0: It is, really. I don't have very many interesting. yeah could, couldn't compete with Ashley's Scottish word of the week.
1: Actually, it is funny. It is very funny. We have to be careful. We have to, uh, you know, err on the side of caution because we, of course, we don't really want to offend anybody.
0: No, well, <laughs> well you're 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 explaining the meaning. Of, it's educational. You're not actually calling anyone those
1: those words. That's what this show is all about. Yeah. It's it's educational. It should be on a curriculum. <laughs> yeah. I can. <laughs> That's what people should do. They should they should learn from us and our inherent wisdom. <laughs> anyway, you've had some big news today. Oh yes, big news this week.
0: Big news, yeah.
1: Mm. Well, you're going to tell them. You're going to tell people listening.
0: It it it's been well. It's been slightly gradual, but this week I have officially started working fifty percent of my time with. The Indie Phone team, Um, which is currently three of us, but from next week is going to be five of us.
1: Wow. So where are the two others coming from?
0: Uh, The two others we have – so at the moment we have Ural, who is a a generic founder. Um, I guess – I don't think he even has a job title. Um,
1: Does he make a good cup of tea?
0: He doesn't make tea. (laughs) Could you imagine that? <laughs> um, but but he's the he's the boss, uh, and then there's our friend Jo, and she's fantastic. She's the chief of operations, which means she does everything pretty much, and she's very clever. And then there's me, and I do design and development and things like that. And then we've we've got next week we have Victor uh, coming in for a while, and he does industrial design.
1: I think I've seen pictures of him working with Aral before at ClearLeft. He was making prototypes.
0: Yes, and he was previously the ClearLeft intern um, as right. well. So that's how Aral met Victor. He's a very, very talented designer. And we also have uh, our friend Andy, who is a really smart developer who does front-end, node, back-end stuff. So we have a, another clever developer in the office as well.
1: I have no idea what you just said.
0: It's, it's it's a lot of the web things that I can't do, so that's a good thing.
1: I love how you described yourself as a chief sounding board for Aral.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much been my job for the last year, is him telling me about things and me going, hmm, I think that's a good idea. Whether he actually pays any attention to the sounding board is, is very different. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've been so involved with this project for the last year, but not been able to actually... Dedicate any time to it because I couldn't afford to because I needed to spend my time um making money for the rent and things uh doing client work so i I had I did sort of the odd jobs I did the branding and the the original indie website I did sort of on the side in the evenings and over a very stressful weekend <laughs> and so now I actually get to spend proper time um really. Working hard on websites and the branding and things like that. So it's pretty good. It's good no, fun.
1: That's very cool. That's very cool. I like how you, when you wrote on the pastry box this week about how you become a control freak now because you're working with other people.
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize how awful I was going to become. Um, so I think we, we kind of have a sort of us people that are self employed. We're often a bit proud about it and we're like, oh, we're totally unemployable. <laughs>
1: yeah. I say and, that.
0: This week, I realized that that was not necessarily a good thing <laughs> <laughs> because um, I mean, yeah, I still I wouldn't work very well in an office Um and particularly you couldn't I don't think any of us would want to work under someone we didn't respect. But I realized that I get really defensive about particular things I've done, uh, not really for any good reason. Sometimes I can I can justify anything I've designed um and I can give everyone millions of reasons for it and go on and on about it and tell them how I'm right. Um, but it doesn't mean I'm very good at compromising. So I'm, I'm learning that lesson.
1: I really liked how you said you become a bit of a control freak, a bit, <laughs> a bit. It took you this long to realize this.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing is when you're working with clients, it's, um, you are, you are in control. Um, and it's a collaborative work with your clients. So um, you tell them to sort of, use your expertise, they use their expertise, and together you make something really cool. And I have actually found when I've worked with other people's developers and things like that, I can get a bit antsy sometimes. I'm sort of like, oh, I wouldn't do it that way. Um, and I just, I often keep my mouth closed for diplomacy. Um, whereas when I'm here, um, I'm slightly less likely to keep my mouth closed for diplomatic reasons. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to be as diplomatic, and maybe that's not the best thing. Uh, we had an argument about line heights. But I say no. Actually, that's not fair. Um, I had a tantrum about line heights last week.
1: Was it too too open or too closed?
0: It was too closed. I want to be more open. I hate that.
1: Hate mm-hmm. that.
0: But, um, it was totally unnecessary, and but it's good that we iron out these things early on in the process, and I realize that I'm being a nightmare and so that I can improve before we have other people working in the office with us.
1: Well, that neatly brings us to the subject of this podcast today, because yeah. we're going to do a bit of a different kind of show this week. There are some surprises, mainly for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Um, cause you've got a topic in mind. What do you want to talk about?
0: So given that I'm now working with IndiePhone, it means that I'm working with Ural, who is my boyfriend, who I live with, um, all of, like, well, 50% of the time, but we're always in the same office as well. And given that you and Sue have been married and working together for a significantly longer amount of time, I wanted to, get your wisdom and find out how how you guys work together so well and um, given that you have been doing it for a long time and not killed each other yet
1: this is going to be fun
0: yeah so what i did was whoa, whoa, I... Whoa,
1: wait 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 oh, let, okay. before we dive into that before we be sort of tell them everything let's let's let me just do our first sponsor Good call. Cool. which is gather content And Gather Content helps people who build websites to work with their clients to plan, organize, and collaborate on web content. So I bet everyone who's ever made a website for a client or for their company, you'll know what I mean when I say that planning, gathering, organizing, then collaborating on content is one of the trickiest parts of any design project. You know, people email your stuff in Word or Excel and, oh God, maybe even PowerPoint. You can't blame them for that because those are the applications that regular people use day to day. But then we have to trawl through what's often multiple documents and cut and paste what's useful out of them. And you've got to keep track of everything. I'm hopeless at that. People send you the same file twice just in case, and you've got to store them. And then you've got to find a way to collaborate over changes. Because I often edit client copy for them because, you know, it's mostly terrible but also because I'm really picky about the kind of content that goes into the things that I design, So then I have to tell them what I've changed and all this can take longer than designing the bloody website. So working with content can be a nightmare, but that's where gather content comes in. It's a web application that helps to keep all your content in one place. You can collaborate with clients on changes and then you can get approval when you need it with gather contents, reminders and their due dates. Gather Content breaks content down to help you guide your clients and copywriters through what needs to be written, and then when you're done, just export that approved content directly into your CMS using one of their plugins or the API. So they've set up a special page just for listeners to the show. It's unfinished.bz/gather content, and even better, if you sign up through that page and you use the discount code unfinished. You'll get wait for this 20% off your subscription to Gather Content not for a month or for two months but forever that's a really good deal and that's Gather Content You were very quiet there
0: Yeah, yeah I was I was thinking all the excitement for the for the upcoming section
1: <laughs> All right so this is how it worked because you had the idea about the topic for the day
0: Yes, I did because I was I was genuine, like really wanted to know how you guys work together because I want to try to be better. And so I sent some questions over, and Sue answered them and sent them back to me, and didn't show you her answers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true because she doesn't want to come on the show because you know she doesn't want to be a personality. Huh? You know, I can understand that. So I have got no idea what you're going to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to do? Do you want to go through them in order?
0: Yeah, yeah, because I think they're in a fairly good they're fairly good order. Okay. Um,
1: and if we don't get through all of them in an hour, let's roll the rest out into another episode.
0: Okay, that sounds good to me.
1: Right, I'm going to take a big gulp of coffee now, because this is going to freak me out, because I have no idea what she said. <laughs> First question was, is there anything you do in particular to help you work better together.
0: Yeah. So I think this is quite a a vague question, really. Hey, there's, there's a, a Mr. and Mrs. moment. I don't know if you ever saw
1: Do that you, game we, show. I did remember. I, could, I can remember Mr. and Mrs. when it was Derek Beatty used to be the host.
0: I, I, well, I, I don't think, I don't know how old I was when it was that, but I, I vaguely remember seeing clips of that. And then there's a more recent version that I think I've, watched before switching over very quickly. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> but, some, yeah, sometimes you catch those awful game shows that are on at like five o'clock in the afternoon.
0: With, with some kind of TV celebrity on there.
1: Have you noticed that I'm actually intentionally digressing so that I don't <laughs> yeah. hear the answer to this question?
0: <laughs> well, what would, you, what would you say that... Do you think that you do anything in particular to help you work better together?
1: Um, not particularly. I think that we've been working more closely together over the last few years. Um, Sue's been a lot more involved in the business than she probably was at the beginning. Yeah. And I think in terms of, you know, helping us work together, um, I've just had to learn. And I suppose it's because we've got busier for one thing. Um, that, I can't and shouldn't do everything. And by sort of giving up responsibility for stuff, I have to, you know, delegating stuff, I have to give up control of it. And, you know, people do things differently to the way that I would do it. Yeah. Um And not everybody, you know, is, you know, is as technically savvy, you know, even if it's just, you know, doing something on the Mac. Um So, you know, I'd yeah, I think I've had to be, I've had to learn to be patient. That's not because she's, you know, thick. It's just because... <laughs> <laughs> I've just yeah, had Yeah, careful I, what you say. <laughs> yeah, I do Well, I'm sure she's going to get her own back in a minute. But I, I think, yeah, patience I've had to learn, I think. I um, don't know. It's yeah. a difficult one. It's yeah. interesting. On, on, what, well,
0: because... Um, what did she say? So Sue also has said that it to acknowledge that you are very different people is important, keep in mind. To be fair, the first line of her answer was, hide sharp objects. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, th- th- this is some really lovely advice. Um, so she said, you're very different people. It's important to keep that in mind. Sue is very logical, organized, calm and controlled. You're very creative, easily distracted. You're thinking of a million things at once, sparking thoughts all over the place. And it's important not to expect each other to think or work the same way. And I think th- that's exactly the same for us. Um, even though we are both... Um, creative people in that way we we are both doing the ideas and things like that we do still have very different approaches and often that can cause more arguments the fact that we both feel like our expertise crosses over too much
1: one of the things that i've learned is that um she's very good at sort of taking a a, a, a bigger view of things i mean even even this morning you know with the last we've, we've got a few kind of bread and butter projects and you know what it's like with smaller projects they never run to time mm-hmm. and you always end up with you know because we're just basically filling a few weeks um and you know i was getting stressed out that you know things weren't being finished or this that the other and i had like a whole list of stuff to do and she's like no nope, let's just sit down let's write a list um you know and then we'll sit and work through it and it's just a completely different approach i would you know I'm getting better with lists, but I would never really just, you know, sit down and make one of my own volition. Um, and, you know, we often, I often joke and say that she's like my external brain. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, she'll be able to help me focus on things without actually doing them, you know, without actually taking away some of the work. Um, and that's incredibly helpful. You know, just every now and again, just like that brain dump and then i i feel less stressed and the less stressed and miserable i am i suppose you know the better we work together so what was the next question
0: oh we haven't we haven't finished on this question oh yet. we haven't there, there's more okay. there's some there's some more really good advice here oh, go i on. really i really like this so i think this is a really great uh, general um, overview of how you work together it's take things lightheartedly enjoy the days we're lucky remember that working like this gives us a wonderful life and be happy And I just, I think just having that attitude, just remembering that there is a reason we're doing this and we are, to be able to even afford to work in this way, to be able to work from home, to be able to skip out in the middle of the day and take the dog for a walk or go swimming and things like this is really unusual. And we've got to remember that when we're griping about the silliest things, that it's always the first world problems thing, isn't it? We, mm. we have amazing lives.
1: I think so. Um, yeah, it is. It's very easy just to grumble about stuff and, you know, we all grumble about stuff because you've got to have something to grumble about. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I, don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it now.
0: Yeah. And, um, and I, this is, this is brilliant. So I was reading these answers that she sent through the other night and, uh, they just, they, they made me smile and they're very reassuring. Um, so she has some great, um, advice about working with other people. Um, and, and how we've got to remember that when the work and the clients and the deadlines and everything are stressing us out, remind ourselves that it's not our fault. And I think it's true also not to, to remind each other it's not each other's fault either that you're both stressed out of the situation. You're both vested
1: in it. I, you know, to my shame, have taken frustrations out on her in the past. Um And it's not a good thing. You know, you, you snap at the person that's in the room when it's not their fault. And it yeah. can be over the, the simplest thing. You know, I can be stressed out over you know, whatever's happening and something goes wrong with the printer that she doesn't know how to fix. And, you know, all of a sudden it's like a big deal. And I, and I do do that and I still do that. And, you know, I need to be, I mean, to be much more mindful of it. It's not, it's not somebody else's fault.
0: Yeah. I think we all do that. I think we do that day to day with whoever we're around anyway. Um, it, it's a lot of the time it's just our, us voicing our frustrations out loud and they tend to get directed at people. Uh, um, I don't know. Have you found that having uh, other Sue there has also has has changed that?
1: Are, Are we on know? our best behaviour? Do you mean?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I know that um, Sue says that she thinks you're not actually very much different around uh, other Sue, which I think is a good thing. But do you do you try? Do you <laughs> argue less?
1: Um. Yeah. Well, I tried to argue less in general anyway. Yeah. I suppose the biggest difference, I mean, one of the things that we struggled with was, you know, we do work from home. We've got a separate space, but you know, it is still the house. And if you want to nip to the loo, then you know, that's in the house. And if you want to make a cup of tea, you know, you go to our kitchen. It's not like it's a separate area. So finding somebody that could, you know, do the work and, 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 and we would want to work with, but at the same time, we'd be comfortable having somebody in the house that's really hard yeah Um, so we were very lucky to find her you know very well we knew her anyway but we were very lucky to get her and um but it does change the dynamic i mean she's in here three days a week and it does change things so actually do you know what it's quite nice to be able just to go off like a monday and a friday you know like now when we're recording this on thing on a friday you know fridays can be sort of much more like our time yeah and i think it's important to you know even even within the working week just you know make time for make time for yourselves
0: yeah i think we've got um our friend joe working us and yeah she was our friend um before and we'd spent a lot of time with her so it's it's very comfortable having her around and often when Arals away at conferences and things it's uh it's just joe and i in the office which is very nice because we get to sort of have our healthy meals together (laughs) and uh and things like that and i like It will be quite different next week with a couple of people that I know, but not quite so well. So it'll be interesting to see how the dynamic changes in that case.
1: Mm, It is an interesting one. Um, I don't know what we would do if we needed more people. Um, There certainly wouldn't be any more room for people in here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um, but i think you know as as regards the kind of you know the working together relationship thing at the moment the three of us just kind of lock together very well you know yeah. just slot together very well um and that's really nice
0: yeah um sue said that you love having someone else to bounce ideas off as well i think she doesn't give herself credit where she says that uh she doesn't have a creative bone in her body, so she, so you missed that when uh, when it was only her there as well.
1: Well, yeah, she does have she doesn't have the confidence sometimes on the the creative side of it, but she does have startlingly good ideas um and yeah, she needs to give herself more credit sometimes.
0: yeah, I think you 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 often need that other angle, and I think that that helps to have someone that thinks about things in a completely different way.
1: Sometimes when we're just sort of throwing ideas around, it's difficult when I'll say, no, that's rubbish or, you know, that's not a great idea. You know, let's have another one. Um, you know, with that, that kind of exercise where, you know, you're just coming up with stuff, you know, one after the other. Yeah. And it can be quite hard when I'll say something like, nah, no, we can't do it that way. Or, yeah, that's not, that's not a good idea for people not to take that personally in a way. Yeah. So, that I have to be careful of, you know, I have to be, try to be, you know, not quite so sharp and snappy.
0: Oh yeah. We, we had, um, when I had my tantrum about line Heights last week, we had, we had a, we, we came to a, a as Joe referred to it, a peace treaty, um, where, um, we said, actually, Aral's got to have the final say Um this is his vision and we need someone that is going to keep and control that vision and, is going to make the ultimate decisions on everything. And so I have to let him veto me sometimes. And even if it is as quick as, no, I don't like that. Sometimes I have to go along with it, even though the designer in me, the professional in me is going, oh, I really want a proper justification for why, um, so that I can up with better ideas next time. Uh, we'd be there forever if we kept doing that. And so I have to sort of let go of some of that control and be like, no okay that's fine next idea
1: we had this situation we were coming back up in the car i think we'd been to see alex for his birthday and we were talking about the stuff header and you know some of the sort of the silly ideas and yeah we were just having a friendly conversation and i was like no that, that we no we can't do that Oh no that that sounds terrible or you know i was you know, <laughs> being negative about kind of idea after idea i suppose and it must get really hard <laughs> yeah. for people to sort of still you know for to keep coming up with stuff um
0: yeah, I think, un- I think understanding that it, that it is impersonal is it. I think that's a big part of, um, it's a big part of being a, a create, like a designer anyway. I think, um, it's part of when a client says they don't like something, being able to obviously tease out of them why they don't like it, but also not feeling personally hurt about it, not letting it be a, a matter of a fragile ego. Um, but trying to take that in a positive way and, and as a constraint. Um, and work sort of go. Well, okay, if I understand why you don't like it, then I'll understand the constraints that we're working with, or or I can convince you why your reason for not liking it isn't practical, um, and things like that. It's it can't be about ego. We can't let our egos get in the way.
1: I think one of the things that I like about having designer suit around is because she has sort of similar knowledge about certain things. You know, particularly in terms of let's say typefaces yeah so we can be having a a conversation about typography and deciding which typeface we're going to suggest to a client and all this kind of stuff um and we'll be having you know the stuff that we've learned all over the years and you know wifey sue doesn't necessarily have that experience so it is nice having somebody that i can have those conversations with um and it's not because you know one's better than the other it's just because of the stuff that you know yeah um, and I have found that. I think that's what she's referring to really in terms of bouncing ideas off. It's, you know, because I bounce the ideas off Sue all the time. Um, God, it gets confusing as to which one you're referring <laughs> to, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We do get um, emails addressed to the Sue's, which is quite funny. <laughs> um,
0: but then, um, but then Sue, your wife, Sue, so she's, she also finds it nice because she has another girl there and, uh, and they like to take the Mickey out of you all day long.
1: Which they do. They are <laughs> merciless.
0: She said she didn't think you realised what you were letting yourself in for.
1: No, no, there's, they, they have no respect. <laughs> no respect whatsoever. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they take you down a peg or two.
1: Well, you know it's it's good for deflating my already over enlarged ego i suppose <laughs> but no it's fun you know we 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 do have a very good laugh in the studio when you know when there's stuff to laugh at
0: i think it's good to be able to have that kind of humor as well because it means that you're you're not taking things personally and i think it helps with those discussions about if you have differing thoughts about work as well um it's good to be able to not take it so seriously that it affects your personal relationships as well
1: that's that that is tricky yeah um but it's it it is difficult you know we've worked together for such a long time um you know now having somebody else coming in you just find your balance again um but i suppose yeah i mean sue hates the, the kind of you know the the geek circles really I suppose. Mm. Um, you know, conferences are really not her thing and speaker dinners are like hell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know, you go to those things and like it or not, you know, they are off. Yeah. The stuff that we go to is very, you know, male orientated. Yeah. So actually, yeah. Having, having, another, another female around, another woman around to talk to is, uh, I'm, I'm I'm sure that makes a big difference because, you know, what do I know about shoes?
0: (laughs) Well, and what do i know about shoes to be fair i think
1: (laughs) See, i know a lot about shoes i nearly bought myself another pair of doc martens today
0: oh i do i do love a good pair of doc martens
1: Mm, i'm thinking about oxblood red boots
0: oh that's true i've got black ones at the moment um they took me they took me about three weeks to break in i i wore them on every dog walk so i could try and break them in quicker and they still took it three weeks to break in.
1: You can now buy; they sell them in the DM store. You can now buy special breaking-in socks.
0: What, what 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 are they like? Then they like walking socks. They like yeah, they're like, like quite,
1: they're quite tall, thick walking socks, and they have padding in certain areas where your boots are likely to rub.
0: Hey, that's clever. I saw them yeah. in the shop. See, I wore thick socks, but then I was wary of wearing something that bends your feet out of shape because you want them to break into your fit to your foot shape
1: now you've got the answer (laughs) yeah what a fascinating podcast this is yeah socks and brioche
0: minor diversion there
1: (laughs) what's the next question
0: and so the next question well it was it was about how long you'd worked together for and because i didn't know whether you worked together before stuff and nonsense um but Sue said you've worked together since the start of Stuff and Nonsense, but it's evolved because you started out um with Sue not doing so much because she was uh, looking after Alex and um being a mum yep. for that amount of time. And, yeah, and that's really lovely because she said with you working and travelling, it was very important for her to have the time as a mum and she loves it and nothing she could ever do for a job could give her the happiness or sense of fulfilment. And yeah, that's true. I think that's true because having the stuff and nonsense the way you did would allowed her to do that, and it not be a stressful situation where you're having to find child care and um, she's having to work part time doing something else that she could. Does not mean she could dip in and out of doing the work that she needed for for you for stuff and nonsense, and then the rest of the time be around for Alex?
1: I mean, she made the decision, you know, right at the very beginning, before he was born, that, you know, she was going to be a full-time mum and did, I mean, did an incredible job, really, of it. Um, You know, there's looking back now, I mean, the stuff that she did, you know, because I was always, a lot of the time anyway, this is before stuff, but, you know, I was away working and I used to spend a lot of time away, you know, a lot of time of, of the week away travelling because, um, you know, I did a lot of sales back in the early days. So, you know, I was, I was always off somewhere. So actually having that continuity for him, I think was incredibly important. And then when we moved up here and we set up the business, there are things that she did in the early days that, you know, I just can't do, you know, I just can't do numbers. You know, I can't do organizing paperwork or, you know, dealing with that kind of stuff. So she used to come in and do that kind of thing, but I was pretty much left to my own devices on the other side of things. Yeah. And then since Alex went to university, which is what, four years ago now, you think, I mean, we had this, you know, we had this big discussion about roles and, you know, what we were going to do, you know, and how it was going to change things. You know, was she going to do more in the business or was she going to go out and find a job or do something else? And, you know, we looked at the we looked at the um, the stuff that we were doing at the time and the travelling and things like that and thinking, well, you know, if I was going off to speak at a conference three, four, five times a year and she had a job, well, she wouldn't be able to come with me. That wouldn't be any fun. No. Um, and also, you know, I really wanted her to be a part of what we were doing together rather than go off and do something else. So she became much more involved at that point on... You know, dealing with clients a lot of the time, you know, getting contracts signed, you know, making sure that everybody's got what they need when they need it. And gradually, she's done more and more. And when we were doing workshops a few years ago, and I suppose this was like more or less just when Alex had gone, it, that was a really good project. Yeah, we would We were organizing our own workshops, and she was totally in charge of that, you know, finding venues, dealing with the catering. You know, that's no mean feat. You know, no. de- dealing with actual people and, you know, dietary requirements and, you know, all of that stuff. And then when people came to the event, she was, you know, she was the front of house, um, you know, meeting and greeting and making sure everybody, um you know, had what they wanted. And she'd never done that before. You know, she didn't, hadn't got a background. I think you can do like a, I don't know, BTEC in event management or something. But she hadn't got anything like that. You know, it was just purely um because she was incredibly good with working with people. And that's how I always look at it now. It's like, you know, she does all of the sort of the people stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think she said that um, her previous jobs doing um, in, in medical field, so she's a qualified dental nurse. And, yeah, I know. Um, been a medical secretary. And so with all of that experience, she's very organized and good at multitasking and working with people. And particularly when it's medical as well, the, the people skills you've got to have when people are not at their best, um, in those situations, uh, so I don't know. I, I I really respect anyone that's dealt with those kinds of situations.
1: I think that when you come to write a CV, you know, just imagine for whatever reason that you know you had to sit and write a CV, um, and you put down some of the things that you do in life. You know, whether it's selling digital cameras or working in a medical centre. And you think, what the hell has that got to do with, you know, what I'm applying for or, you know, what I'm thinking of changing to. But actually, all of those skills that you build up along the way, they, you know, they add to it. You know, they, they everything just sometimes falls into place. Yeah. And, you know, we're in a people business. Absolutely. And having somebody that just knows how to make people feel comfortable, that's a huge asset.
0: Yeah. I, I, you're you're very. Right. We've got uh, Joe does the um that kind of stuff for us. So she's doing the um for this uh indie tech summit we're doing in a month. She's been organising all of the travel for all the speakers, uh, all the venues, all of the after party things, and all of that. And that's so lucky because um, Earl and I are both terrible at <laughs> that kind of thing. Aral has slightly more experience with it, but me, oh, I'd be beyond useless with that kind of stuff it just makes a huge difference having someone that knows what they're doing and can just go off and do it and even if she hasn't done various things before to have the initiative to go off and know what to do whereas i'd just be stuck going i don't know how to do this somebody help me
1: well there's a famous story it was our and i've probably bored people with this before but it was our first workshop that we ever did and we chose to do it at central saint martin's school of art in london And we sold out the event. There was like 30 or 40 people coming to this particular design workshop. And the morning, she'd organized it all. You know, everything was completely organized. The morning of the workshop, we turned up outside the venue with an hour to go before, you know, attendees were supposed to arrive. And everything was turned off. You know, there was no, the lights weren't on. The doors were all locked. There was nobody around. And we're thinking, what the hell is going on? So we waited and waited and waited and it got to kind of like 22 quarter two, and there was still no sign of anybody. And by this point, there's other people, other what looked like people coming in to use the building. So Sue was like, hmm, go around the back and see what's going on. So I went around the back. It turned out there'd been a fire alarm or, or the electricity had gone off or mm-hmm. something like that. And they weren't letting anybody in. So I go back around the front again. And with this, and I was starting to flap at this point, because I'm thinking we've got 30 or 40 people coming. We can't get into the venue. What are we are going to do? Go and do it in Starbucks. <laughs> and like with an incredibly cool head, she said, look at that place over there. It's got, you know, venue hire on the door. Go and, you know, go and check it out. So I walked over there and within... 15 minutes we'd got ourselves a new venue and she completely transferred like with this amazing kind of cool head transferred everybody from one venue to the next all of the catering and everything else was all taken care of people didn't even know really that there'd been a change of venue um even to the point that brendan brendan Dawes was was coming down and doing kind of uh a lunchtime spot and his train got cancelled um, and phoned her up and said, I don't know whether I can make it. My train's just been cancelled. And again, mm. like without breaking a sweat, she's like, just get on the next train you can and pay and come first class. <laughs> 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 you know, as long as you get here. And I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it until the end of the day. You know, she didn't bother me with that at all. Um, you know, I was off doing what I was doing in terms of presentations. And it was brilliant. And, you know, you, having somebody around that can take care of that is like, it's worth its weight in gold.
0: And you, do you think as well, because you are so close, that you know you can completely trust each other as well? And um, you know that she's not going to go off and leave you struggling with something. She's going to be there, sticking with you with it. I think that's a, that's a nice thing to, to be able to say for having a, being in a relationship and working together as well.
1: There are more times than I can recount where I've been on the verge of losing it completely. And, you know, okay, don't worry about that. We'll just do something else and then we'll come back to it. Um, I remember a a few years ago, I can't remember what it was now, but there was, um, I don't know, some combination of events that just caused me to completely flip out as I do sometimes. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. And I was literally, I can't do it anymore. It's like pencils down. Um, I need to go somewhere. I can't be in the house, you know, because if I'm in the house, I'm working and I'm stressing and I want to go somewhere else. And within about half an hour, we're in the car on the way up to Northumberland because, you know, something had been organized. It's like, right, okay, we're going to go off for the weekend and we're not going to think about work. We're not going to take our phones. We're not going to have any internet access. We're just going to go for walks. And God, that was brilliant.
0: Yeah, having someone that knows you probably better than you know yourself.
1: And can see the signs. Um, and I'm sure she does this with Alex as well. You know, you can see when somebody's just on the verge of something happening, yeah. you know, good or bad. Um, and you can just go, oh, okay, I think we need to just kind of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think we just need to kind of pull back on that one. Um, so, no, that's that that works wonderfully.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, that's... It's, yeah, you're really lucky, um, I think. It's it's nice to be able to look at these answers and ask these questions and what comes across is just how lucky you are to have such a great working relationship.
1: It does work very well. I mean, it hasn't always been this way, and mainly because of me. You know, I haven't always behaved in the way that I should. Did she tell you in the answers that she resigned once? Because I was <laughs> <Yes>. so horrible.
0: <laughs> yes, she did. Um she said she resigned once properly in writing and you put it in the bin.
1: I was a bastard. Yes, I know. <laughs> and
0: and she, uh, she said that when you're writing, you can be hateful. She said that she will hunt down and kill the next person who asks
1: you to write. Yes, I am horrible when I'm writing. And you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not always pleasant the rest of the time either. But you know, when I'm writing, and and it can be a blog post; it doesn't have to be a book. But if I've got something which I'm struggling with, like you know, I was struggling yesterday. um we're just finishing off a blog post about something which I've just posted. And it's like, okay, let's leave him alone. You know, shut the door. I'll, I'll be up here in an evening sometimes, you know, I'll be tapping away on the laptop just trying to get this done and I'll hear the door downstairs to the, to the front room just kind of like creak. And it's like, okay, she's watching a cop show and I'm going to get on and you know, she'll know when to leave me to it, which is really nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, we have the same thing where we're, if we need to do writing or something like that, we'll say to the other, right, I'm going to write now. That's what I'm doing now. And that's, we take that as a message that we're not to disturb each other. And until, until they say they're done and ready. And it's, it's nice to have that understanding going on.
1: And it's not just writing. I mean, sometimes, you know, you'll have a creative problem that you need to crack or, you know, there's a bit of code that you don't quite know how to make work properly, and you need to actually just sit and digest it. And you know, I find just sitting on my own often is is better for concentration. Yeah. So you know, just 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 knowing those things about each other, yeah, that's that that works well.
0: Yeah, I stick the headphones on and, and jack the music up loud, and so that so that I'm not the annoying person going shh shh, shh be quiet, be quiet, because I'm trying to work all the time. <laughs> So if I can't hear it, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Because with having two other people in the office as well, and they're often organizing something, trying to come up with solutions to something in particular, and I don't need to be in that conversation. So I can just shut myself away from that. And um, I still want to be in the same office because when that way we can easily talk to each other when we're working. But sometimes I have to shut myself away.
1: Let's do another sponsor. Cool. Second sponsor today is Forge. So we talk about CMSs a lot, but there are some times when you need to host static websites. So you might need to make a site for a special occasion, uh, like a wedding or possibly even maybe a road trip. Yeah, I've done that a couple of times. And you might need a static holding page for a new startup or an app that you're building And for me, because I design using code, I'll often make a static version of a site that I'm working on um, in the form of maybe linked up templates so that the client can get a sense of what it's going to be like for the customer to click around their site. So Forge is a new way to host static websites. And they say it's static hosting made simple. Now, Forge isn't an everything-for-everybody hosting service. They don't provide email accounts or databases. They just do one thing, and that's hosting static sites really well. Uploading a site to Forge couldn't be simpler. You don't even need FTP. You just log into Forge in a web browser, drag a zip file that contains your site into the window, and, well, that's it. Even I can do it. And then your site is going to be set up on a getforge.io domain. And, of course, you can use your custom domains with Forge, too. And Forge gives you version-based history, so you can roll back to any previous version of your site. And most important of all, especially today when we're all concerned with performance, Forge is really fast. It uses something called Turbo.js, and that means that all of your markup and your assets, they're processed to eliminate page loads, and they speed everything up. And all your assets get loaded from their uh, content delivery system, so your content's delivered as quickly as possible. Now, there's a free account, one site and up to five gigabytes of bandwidth per month, but Forge is really reasonably priced when you need more than that. Basic plan that includes five sites is just $10 US a month, and the pro plan... can't say that. Pro plan... <laughs> includes up to 20 sites and 40 gigs of bandwidth per month for only $20. Wow. And if you use the offer code UNFINISHED, you'll get a whopping 50% off for the first two months. So what you're waiting for, go to unfinished.bz forge and start using forge. There we go. Very Almost nice. seamless. <laughs> I don't think anybody, they won't notice a slip up. So was that it for that question?
0: I think so. We're 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 jumping around uh, the questions a little bit. Um, but it was interesting that you both work in the same room all the time as well.
1: Unless um, I need to nip off and just do something like you know write or concentrate. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and um, I you know, I asked. Um, do, do you end up spending more time apart because you spend all your time together at work? Because I go off and I do the gym and uh, walk the dog and things like that that I do just by myself. And I, I quite like to have that bit of time. I quite like the time when we go away to different conferences sometimes because it gives us an opportunity to miss each other. But, and this is really sweet because, uh, as Sue said, well, it sounds a bit soft. You actually just like each other's company. So you don't even spend that much time apart from each other, but you still get on really well.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, the first thing about the setup of the office, when we redecorated and we bought the new furniture, what was like a year ago, a year and a half ago, something like that, we actually set it up so that the two desks are uh, against the gable wall and they're both in a line. So it's not like we kind of like separated across the room. We're literally, um, they're identical kind of workstations facing the same way. And that's um, nice. See, side
0: yeah. by side, then
1: side by side, oh. rather than across the room, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, so we couldn't yeah.
0: really work that. We couldn't really have a setup like that. We've we've still not decided uh, how we're arranging our office. We keep shifting it about because at the moment we've got three desks in there, and we're going to have five. And it's it's a big room, but it's it's not got a huge amount of space. But at the moment, we're at opposite ends of the room which sometimes I think is lucky because I like throwing things (laughs) sometimes when I get annoyed in a, in a a playful way, not in a seriously trying to damage someone way, (laughs) but it's always good to be out of arm's reach for sort of slaps around the back of the head.
1: (laughs) I used to, I used to enjoy getting away. Um, (laughs) I used to enjoy going to conferences, you know, when I used to sort of travel on my own sometimes um, but the more I did it, the more I realized that actually, you know what it's like you know it's when you go to the cinema and you go on your own, yeah, you kinda of just you just don't enjoy it as much, yeah, and Actually, you know, I've become less and less, really. I mean, we love traveling, but, you know, I don't want to go off. I I find the idea of, you know, just going off to a conference, any conference on my own for a couple of days. Or even, you know, some of the time when we're working with clients and I've got to go down and spend a couple of days in a travel lodge or a bloody Premier Inn, yeah, I don't want to do it. I want to be at home. Yeah, yeah, I'm like that. So, yeah, no, it's very different. And, you know, we try to travel as much together now as we can do you know we're planning something um i'm going to be in berlin for beyond Tellerrand in uh october no november uh, mark's asked me to do a workshop and to speak at the conference which i'm going to do
0: oh that'd be lovely because berlin's great
1: no it sounds fantastic so you know we're both going and it we're taking some time at the end, just like three or four extra days just to kind of explore on our own without the usual kind of conference um, malarkey that goes on. Um, And, yeah, that's how we like to do it. So, yeah, there's apart from, I mean, I get up in the morning now and I go swimming. So, you know, occasionally I'll get home and she's not here because she's gone to her own kind of gym class. But apart from that, we're pretty much together all the time now.
0: Yeah, I think experiences are better shared most of the time. Mm. And, yeah, I I don't like travelling by myself anymore. Um, It it feels very strange. I
1: used to think of it as like a big adventure, um, but I don't like it anymore.
0: Yeah, there's no one to turn around and go, that was really cool.
1: (laughs) No, I know.
0: I end up tweeting more when I'm in that situation. Share it with Twitter.
1: (laughs) What's the next one? Do you? Did you both have different jobs before? Then we covered that, didn't we? Really?
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah.
1: Um, how does the division of labor work in your business? Have we covered that?
0: Well, we kind of have. Um, did you say, did you say anything
1: that, that interesting, <laughs> embarrassing about that?
0: Um, oh well, well um, covered slightly under a, a different. Uh, talking about where with um, Sue being around as well is. You try and you have to make sure that the house and the bathroom are tidy when you've got someone else coming around to your place and uh, and I hear that that maybe you don't do very much around the house and the garden, and so whilst you are doing the design work and things like that as well, uh Sue is having to do the all of the um paperwork side and doing the house and the garden and things like that and keeping that all nice.
1: Yeah, I am a bit bad at that really, actually. And I know that I should do more, but I am, I am hopeless around that. I mean, I wash up, you know, well, I stack the dishwasher. (laughs) Oh, that's good.
0: That, that is a start.
1: And I, and I, you know, we've got like a big antique trunk in the, in the bedroom. Um, and I try really hard not to cover it in my clothes. I try to put them away once or twice a week (laughs) instead of having a great big pile no i i I need to do more but um yeah i i tend to concentrate on work a lot and yeah she does have this other stuff and you know when you have somebody that's working in your house or sometimes you've got clients coming around that's another thing yeah um and they want to use the loo you know yeah you you have to make sure that things are tidy
0: yeah i think we i i have a similar thing i'm Definitely the person that's, I, I call it the nest builder. I like to make a nice space around me. Uh, but this week we, we have been, we're sorting out a cleaner, um, so that we don't have to argue about that anymore. We don't have to have the disagreement about someone doing a lot more vacuuming than somebody else because we will have a cleaner and we don't, and we, that will be sorted and done. And especially with a dog around the house, we, you have to clean a bit more often than you do normally. <laughs> A big fluffy dog leaving fur everywhere.
1: Here's a question I'd be interested in to hear the answer to. Who gets the final say?
0: It depends on the issue. To be fair, Sue so says that you don't usually have a problem coming to an agreement.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not, <laughs> not as exciting an answer as you expected. But she did say she's sending me these answers rather than giving them to you first. So she says, she thinks that's my answer. <laughs> she didn't need you to, to look at them, or you weren't allowed to veto anything.
1: Sometimes, you know, and I know certain things need dealing with, so particularly something that's on the financial side of it. So... You know, whether it's, you know, signing off the accounts or deciding if we're going to pay ourselves any money into our pension or something like that. You know, whatever it is that I, I don't know line by line all the details, but she does. Yeah. So sometimes it will just be like, I think and she'll say, you know, I think this is what we need to do. And just the fact that that's being taken care of by somebody that knows what they're doing, that's brilliant to me. You know, I don't need to know the ins and outs of every single thing because, you know, I might be thinking about a design going round in the back of my head. Yeah. So on a lot of stuff, she sort of has the final say, although it's just polite to, you know, pass it by somebody, isn't it? Yeah. And the same thing with, you know, if I'm making arrangements or, you know, I'm scheduling some work stuff or whatever, I will say, you know, do you think it's all right if we do it this way? Um. So, yeah. You're yeah. You're to make I'm your decisions for- on your own turf,
0: yeah. but... With the client work, I guess that you must have the final say about the designs and things like that as well. That's your area.
1: Yeah, but she has she has a good eye for things that look wrong. And quite often, you know, I'll be working on something you know it's like when it, you're very close to it. Oh, yeah. And she'll look at something from across the room and go, that's really bugging me. and And, you know, I'll go in and change it. So it's kind of not really about the final say, but it's definitely contribution.
0: Yeah. yeah, collaborating on everything. Yeah, and everyone has their areas that they know more about. Mm. I this oh, I love this bit. So talking about whether you keep the same schedule, we've already talked about that you go out and do your swimming and she does her gym classes and she does the things around the house, but this made me laugh so much. When When you're working in the evenings, she sits with you in the office watching a film. Listening to music and usually reminding him, build folder, you moron.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I need to explain this because we use Hammer a lot. I use Hammer a lot, um, hammerformac.com, and I sponsor the show quite a lot, I digress. <laughs> and you know what it's like? You, sometimes you're you dragging a your file, a project file into a browser just to take a look at it. And the number of times I forget to drag in the one from the build folder. Yeah. I'm dragging in the one from outside it, and all you get is like plain unstyled HTML. And I just started to say, oh, build folder, you moron. <laughs> and that's just become like a catchphrase now, because the anything that goes wrong, there's two There's two things that she will say, not being technical, but there's two things that she'll say, if I, if I groan, even if I just kind of go, oh, and yeah. she's not even looking at what I what I'm doing, she'll go, build folder, you moron, is one. Or the other one is, is it a specificity issue? Hey, that's brilliant. <laughs> she has, she has no idea what specificity is, but it's just that I've just gone, oh, it's a specificity issue. And that just kind of catches on in the house. I think I'm going to, if we had another cat, I'd probably call it specificity.
0: She <laughs> so something that's very hard to say. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, Harry Roberts, the, the one word that he has to say in so many of his talks, he says this himself, but he has so much trouble actually saying it. <laughs>
1: Does he say that with an accent though because he talks about curd a lot?
0: Um, not a bit uh, not a particular accent but I think it's a big word to get your mouth round when you're doing a talk saying it over and over again it's a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> so yeah I think we've we've covered everything. We've covered all of the questions that I had.
1: Gosh I thought this might uh, I thought this might go into another show
0: well i think it i think it's a quite nice well rounded um little conversation there and is <laughs> anything over... else
1: is there anything else in the, in 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 the answers that i don't know that i don't know about
0: Oh, uh, that yeah <laughs> there's uh, so um when I was asking about whether um you've changed from when sue's Sue's other sue's been around and uh she said that you you did at the start try to be office smart mm. uh but it didn't last. And now it's joggers and ape
1: slippers. She, <laughs> <laughs> see, she's just blowing my cover. Shattering, <laughs> yeah. see, shattering people's and illusions. And there,
0: there I was picturing you in the, in the suits that you do your talks in.
1: No, um, no. Very smart. <laughs> I did for the first few weeks. I did try to, you know, make sure that, you know, things were business as we set off. But quite often now I'll be coming in from the pool when designer Sue's arriving for work. So, yeah, you do end up spending at least half a day you know in a pair of joggers and the ape slippers well who, who wouldn't wear those
0: yeah come for first
1: they were a present from a client who actually sent me that they sent me this box and it was like saw these and thought of you and i thought what the hell is this and i opened up and they are they gorilla slippers <laughs> which is great <laughs> That's
0: so very thoughtful.
1: so yeah so i wear that i don't wear them when clients come because they would obviously think that i'm insane <laughs>
0: But then again, it's your house, I guess, but yeah, I know what you mean. I think I'd be the same we clients around that I would um be a little bit smarter
1: well we we had a whole load of decorating done a year and a half ago. We came back from holiday, and all the floors had been polished, everything was new, new carpet down on the stairs um everything was really really nice and up until that point you know we just walked in from the outside in muddy boots you know it didn't really matter because it wasn't exactly a you know a nice floor but once it had all been done um you know you, we we decided that we wouldn't wear shoes in the house you know so you know you come in the door put your slippers on and you know and you're away now how do you do that when clients are in you know the client comes in to visit are you sitting there in your slippers not your ape slippers obviously but you know your regular slippers it's like sometimes I think do I should I go and put a pair of shoes on
0: yeah does it look a little bit too casual (laughs)
1: does it look a bit yeah does it look as I just kind of like rolled out of bed
0: yes do you do you have trouble um does the office leak into other parts of the house um Or do you always keep your work very much restricted to being in your office?
1: No, the house, the, the office doesn't ever leak into the house. The problem is, is that we tend to stay in the office even when we're not really working. Yeah. You know, if we're just kind of hanging out sometimes in an evening, we'll tend to gravitate upstairs to the office, which is a silly thing to do because we've got, you know, a decent sized house. And I would say that 50% of it, we never go in. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is really strange. So, what I did do was I put in some, uh, those kind of Wi Fi internet over electric cables, plug things, whatever they're called, power line things. Right. Just so that we could actually get some, uh, internet connectivity in the kitchen end of the house. Oh, yeah,
0: right. So like you can right, actually use your computers completely. wherever.
1: So, sometimes now I'll try, it doesn't always happen, but, you know, I'll try, um, to, you know, go and, and and sit down there, in you know, late afternoon um so that I'm not always kind of distant. But, yeah, to be honest, a lot of the time, you know, we are just in the office.
0: Yeah, that's hard. I, I think we used to have that in our old flat. It was very open plan, so we lived and worked in the same space, and it drove me mad. I found myself working far too much, whereas now we do have a – they're next to each other, but a very separate office and living room. And in the evenings, I'll go in the living room, and I can have my laptop on my lap, but it will be not not work, not proper work. I'll be sort of fiddling about and doing a bit of shopping or something like that, watching TV, and it's not in the office.
1: We always used to say that we don't work from home, we live at work.
0: Oh, but that sounds horrible. <laughs> I know, I know.
1: And, you know, you say that and it's they make a joke, but actually... You know, but recently, you know, particularly with all the exercise and just getting out a little bit more, I'm sure the weather and the climate has got a bit to do with it. We have been doing different things. You know, Sunday, we're going to go out for a run. We're doing that together. Tomorrow, Saturday, we're going to, you know, take a drive out. We're going to be completely away from, you know, the web and, you know. That kind of thing works too. We're doing more outside of work now than I think we ever did before. And that's been really nice.
0: Oh, that's good because didn't you ever get cabin fever before being locked up at home all the time?
1: Yeah, I I felt that way. Yeah, I felt that way. And 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 I did this thing where wrongly I kind of associated the house as being work in a way. And I would find it really hard to be here and not be working. Yeah. Um, and that's changed. I, I had to make a, a conscious effort to, to not do that.
0: No, because that would mean you'd have to go on a proper holiday every time you wanted to relax.
1: Well, and that's what we were doing, you know, and we'd find that it was like when I was talking about on, where I just flipped out one day and, and we had to go to Northumberland. Yeah. We could, could, could have gone anywhere, but we wanted to go, there's a place there, or oh, Lindisfarne, is like the island, like Holy Island. Yeah. And it's like... Ha- What's the furthest distance that we can get to today? You know, how far away from home can we get? Because I literally, I just needed to get out. Um And, you know, stupidly, you know, if you think about it, you know, I could have just done screw work. I'm going to shut the office door and I'm going to leave my phone and my laptop in there and we're not going to go in that end of the house. Yeah. But to me, I couldn't do that. I had to be physically hundreds of miles away because otherwise I'd be sort of haunted by it. Um, and that was not, that's not good for the sanity that.
0: No, no. I think I would probably go up the wall if I didn't leave the house to walk the dog and go to the gym every day. I too much time sitting, I'm not, not going out and getting some fresh air it isn't, isn't right.
1: No, but yeah, you know, we're, we're doing a lot more of that now and, uh, you know, I haven't feel better, felt better in years. So that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. I think you feel more balanced, don't you? It's, it's not just about being physically healthier, but about being mentally healthier as well.
1: Well, my priorities have changed. And I suppose a lot of that is the fact that, you know, we are doing a lot more together now than we ever did. And, you know, that's fun. And I'll tell you what, you know, talking about kids earlier on, but, you know, when, when you have kids at the beginning, that's a big adjustment, mm. you know, having somebody to look after you know, Sue always referred to Alex as like an 18 year project. Um, <laughs> yeah. And at some point, you know, a, that project sort of comes, well, it doesn't come to an end, but it, it goes into a different phase. Yeah. You know, you're never going to stop being a, you know, a parent, but you get to a point where obviously they leave and nobody teaches people about this. Nobody seems to talk about that adjustment that happens that you have to make when your kids leave home mm. because we had this, it's like, and I suppose this is why things have been so much better over the last few years, not because he's not here. Cause that would be horrible. You know? <laughs> it's been lovely since you weren't here, lad, but you know, it's not, it's not about that. It's about the fact that all of a sudden you need to refocus and, you know, refocus on yourself because you know, what, what is your role? What are you going to do? How do you react to each other? You know, how do you relate to each other? Um, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, are you thinking that, you know, you might might be more reliant on you or, you know, or the opposite, they might go off and do something else, you know, and it's, it's hard. Nobody talks about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it took us a while to actually figure out that, you know, yeah, this, this, this thing could work, you know, and, and, and with the work stuff, you know, to getting more involved in the business you know not on just sort of some superficial level but you know on a really deep level you know and all of a sudden you know you've got new energy and and that's been great
0: yeah a, a a new stage for for you for the business
1: it's different you know you you go through stages like you say um and just adjusting at each stage you know that that can be hard but you then know, yeah. get it right and it's and it's good
0: yeah, I think it's good to shake things up every now and again to keep things fresh. I think I've been wanting for ages to do more collaborative work with people. Um, because I did find that doing small scale projects, which I tend to do as a freelancer, a lot of the time I am working with a client, but by myself, I'm not working with another developer or another designer or a content strategist or someone like that. I'm just by myself and. So I've been saying for ages, oh, I need to do more collaborative work. So now I'm having the opportunity to do that. I do have my client work as well, but the rest of the time I'm in an office working with other people on the same project, and it's really nice to have that fresh change and different way of looking at my work. Doing the, the doing the same thing but in a different way.
1: We should wrap it up. Yeah. That's been good, though, man. The 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 um. The veil has come off. Can we say that? (laughs) Yeah. The illusion has been shattered. (laughs) Yeah, see, it's funny what impressions you get of people. It's funny what impressions what you think of yourself, isn't it? And then you read what somebody else has written. (laughs) It's just like, oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, seeing how someone else thinks of that same situation.
1: Well, hopefully people are going to like it. I think so. So, people can follow you, Laura, on Twitter. You are...
0: Laura Kalbach.
1: Yeah. And I'm at Malarkey. To ask questions and suggest topics, you can message the show on Twitter at unfinished bz, or you can email me he has at unfinished dot bz. Thanks again to our sponsors this week. They were gather content and forge. You can support our show by supporting them.